Welcome to Glow Eco with Kat, the show for women who want to be more sustainable but don't know where to start. I'm your host, Kat. I am an environmental activist and the founder of Glotanicals, a sustainable skincare brand that's both good for your body and the planet. And if you want to live a more environmentally conscious lifestyle without giving up your lifestyle and the things that you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I'm so excited to chat with uh, Tere today. Um, I've met Tere at uh, various markets around the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, she runs a gorgeous um, low waist shop and she's just such a wealth of knowledge in that area. And I'm so excited to, to pick her brain today and talk about her eco journey. So welcome to Ray. Thank you, it's a pleasure. I know that we've been trying to schedule this and my schedule is such that, you know, today's the day. So I'm very excited, very honored to be part of, of this, uh, your podcast. And I can I can't wait to see what happens. So go for it. Yay, yay, awesome. So let's start with um, your story. So what's your, you know, your background story and how did you get interested in low waste? Um, let's start there. Right. So thank you so much. So I'm, um, you know, I, I came to United States long, long, long time ago to pursue a master's degree. And um, I'm really a people person. That's how I am. So I get to meet a lot of people in my journey. And um and so I came to learn about opportunities in this country, the other ways, you know, not in all the countries in, in, in the world we have. So I'm originally from Spain. So I came to America to do a master's degree. And anyway, I ended here. I married here. I have uh, four gorgeous children, two adopted and two mine. Um, and one of my kids uh, had uh, developed a very severe allergy to fragrances. No, uh, she never ever experienced anything like it. Uh, probably that was about seven years ago or more. Um, where it's not even a rush, she was just burning, like literally um, her skin just burned with any any kind of lotion, any kind of little fragrance. And that really, um, as a parent, you want to make sure that your kids are saved. And so that really inspire me to stop a little bit of what I'm doing in my in my real my real work and really look into attending to her needs and what did that mean to us so after many many visits with many different dermatologists and many um, tests um, they determined that the use of chemicals in our society as such that is something that affected her so much like she's extremely sensitive to the point that now she actually carries her own bar soap because she can't, you know, use the soap that is given or provided in public places either. Um, so that's how we started before 1907. Mm -hmm. It's a journey of need, a need to address a a common or more, most common, um, uh, you know, problem now in society. We see a lot of little kids with allergies. We see a lot of kids with skin rashes. And definitely we are not dermatologists. We don't want to do that. We just want to address the the fact that, you know, the options and uh, about going natural, the most natural possible. And it's been very hard. <laughs> yeah, way. absolutely. And you can I understand that. Yeah, I feel like so many I've heard so many stories like that where um, people, you know, end up uh, moving to more natural products because 
you know, someone develops one of these allergies and sometimes it's kids and sometimes you can develop it later in life. Like my mother developed very severe allergies, like in her forties, um, and, and had to switch to, you know, all like super simple, clean ingredient, um, products. Um, so you started with, so is that how you started um, learning how to make your own soap and everything? Yes. That's how we started first of investigating brands and alternatives to, to, um, you know, making sure that she still be able to put sunblock, for instance. Sunblock was something that was so needed, but it's so dangerous sometimes. So it hasn't been easy. So number one, the first thing that we learned is not always those alternatives are right there in the corner, around the corner. We need to really find, we need to read, we need to get um, educated in regards to what these contents means to us. Um, and so that's how I started with her only. And we learned the more and more kids were like, mom, can you make something for my friend? Mom, can you make something for my other friend? And um, now that we expanded really fast, my, my intention never was to create a company actually. Um, but and then something else happened <laughs> after that. So as you know, I am a professional fundraiser for schools. I do, that's my full-time job. I do um, fundraise for scholarships. And so I was invited to attend an, an event in the Bay Area where this event was benefiting kids that are homeless. Mm. And as a thank you, they give me a tour to their pantry, how they live and how they, um, you know, trying to coexist in a society where um, they just want to go to school and it still is really rough. And so for me, it was kind of like, oh, I can give something to them, something that I do and, and what they need is like toiletries and what they need is shampoos and what they need is deodorants and what they need is toothpaste. And so, uh, and food obviously, but you know, uh, second food bank donates to their pantry. So that food is, is okay. But the other needs that will make an individual, believe it or not, dignifying their life day to day is super important. Yeah, they um, can like, you know, feel confident going to school you know absolutely and, they have to feel clean they have to look good they can you know they yeah. want to wear makeup they want to shave right just that they want to shave and want to wear do and things like that and so um although the commercial brands are not necessarily you know bad price you know it's pretty competitive it's pretty good but um it's not some of them had allergies some of, i mean it's just the whole entire thing. Um, so I definitely um, start giving to them, making more products to donate to, to their costs. And I get to the point where I couldn't possibly fit the demand. Yeah, I couldn't possibly fit the demand. And, and that's a totally separate story. But then I start reaching out to friends of mine or even companies that could donate to their costs. Um, and and so we decided to, the only way for me to do is like, if I could get a wholesale license to supplement the items that I could not create for them because it's such a huge need. I mean, we're talking about thousands of students, right? Um, and the daily basis needing products or items. Um, I say, well, we can just create a business and then get it at cost. At least I'm not paying retail price for something that is, you know, so needed. And I did ask for donations because of my nature of my work. I always ask yeah. for donations, grants, things like that. Um, and then that's how we started. That's how we become who we are right now with array of our products that we make and an array of products that we also uh, source from other vendors. And any vendor that 
um, the beauty of it is that any vendor, the, 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 the products that I don't make and I carry in our store, um, vendors donate to the cost every six months. So that's something that I'm very proud of. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing because it's such a needed thing. And, and in the Bay Area, it's something that's very much visible and something that we all see. Um, and I think it's really cool to, you know, want to provide high quality natural products that aren't going to uh, poison someone's body because that's what some of these cheap products do when we use them our whole life. And just because, you know, maybe you're in a time in your life where you're in need doesn't mean you have to be subjected to toxic chemicals every day. Absolutely. I think that's so important. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's also dignifying, you know. I think that it's a little bit part of everything. I think if you're going to do something good and you could actually provide, it's a kind of double whammy. Um, you educate them about um, the goodness that are there and things that are very simple. Um, going back to basis, uh, sustainability, which is number one um, for me, Um and using products that are clean. And, and I think when everybody sees and take a moment to really evaluate that I am investing in me and the best thing I can do is to provide the best thing for me. And nowadays we're seeing that the, the community is changing in such that now these items can be more affordable, which is amazing, right? Yeah. Everybody deserves to be giving your best to your body. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And it shouldn't be an elitist thing. And it has absolutely. been for a long time. Yeah. You yeah. Know? You know, I think a part of it also, um, people think that it's a click. People think that it's a face. And I don't think so. I think that the main challenge is the mindset that you do, the perception about the performance of certain products, you know, the commercial products versus going green and eco-friendly and sustainable. I think that you have to make a mindset as mindset. A set of minds, you change your mindset basically and and I think that uh, yeah maybe it doesn't foam too much of soap right but if it's good for your body and you just need to pass the time to make that transition I feel like you will get to appreciate and feel better about yourself because let's be real we don't have a lot of time to stop and take care of ourselves right so I want to dig into that mindset a little bit. So, you know, what are some of like the mindset shifts that you think someone needs to have to go low waste and what they will also attain by starting to kind of live in this kind of more low waste and, and simpler lifestyle? Yeah. So I think that literally the truth is that you don't have to be certain kind of people to try this. What you need to do, and I always say this, is be patient to yourself, be kind to yourself sustainability is a journey and the um, um, the programming your brain to something that is being part of your life all the time is very difficult it's not easy right so that's number one let's be very true about it it's not just like oh my god it's amazing the feeling is gonna take you a little bit longer to just adjust to it and, and also acknowledge that you really sometimes don't choose this life. It's just how it is. This perfect example is that, um, you know, people use, used to use longer napkins because the meals were longer. And now we really have time to just grab a bite and the go. So 
think about items like that. Like, do I really need a huge napkin? Can I just adjust with a smaller piece? And so that is one simple example of ways that you can change. The other one is, for instance, paper towels, right? Super simple. We are used to getting something that is big. Our hands, our motion, our sensorial um, um, body is telling us that that's what we need. That's how it's supposed to feel. As opposed to a nine by seven little um, compostable or, or a rack, right, that you get in your home. Um, so acknowledging that you can make better choices, that you don't have to adjust your time and your life so much to do that. Pick one thing that will work for you, the easiest thing. For instance, you can pick uh, wool balls that you can put in your dryer. You don't have to do anything with them. Just put it there. And when you get the satisfaction back about, yes, I did it, number one. Yes, I can do it. Now, I'm part of something, and it's benefiting for my family the second thing that you'll pick will be easier. And the third thing will be even easier. So that is the mindset I'm, I'm trying to, to explain. Be um, willing to also try products that will not work for you, and that's okay. Um, and, and give it a try. You need to constantly, the habits that we create, to be reset to what is that new feeling. Mm-hmm. And ask yourself those questions. What am I feeling this? Is that because the thing, the product really doesn't work? Or is it because I don't feel the way that I'm accustomed to feel the items? And most, the majority of the people I, I have met and I talk, talk to is exactly the second reason. I want to feel this, but I'm not. Now, if you would have the feeling, is that bad? Is it performing different what is it no it's just like like is that like for example like the sudsiness like commercial soap is like super sudsy which doesn't actually mean that has nothing to do with cleaning absolutely it's just a texture thing that the industry created right so we associate sudsiness with cleanliness we associate bubbles with uh cleaning right that the the, the and we don't we don't go beyond that yeah but they're literally just bubbles absolutely (laughs) and you know there is a California lily plant, which if you grab it from the street right now, you see a lot of them. You yes. rub it and it bubbles. Yeah. That's your old time soap, right? So, yeah. so there's a lot of ways. So definitely be aware, be very aware of, mind, be mindful actually of when you um, decide to adopt a sustainable product that is going to be different, it's going to feel different, but it's okay. And at the end of the day, like you mentioned, what is the real function? A bubble doesn't clean, it's just bubble, right? Yeah. The fragrance, you don't want a fragrance that is going to be lab made, who knows where, right? You want a fragrance that you can be like, okay, this is safe for my family, it's natural, right? And mm-hmm. vegan fragrances, as you know, they're mild. They're not really super strong. So it's a lot of ways to identify whether a product is could be dangerous and could be that you have a product that you use and never giving you any allergies or reason to change, but be aware that even just smelling something that is extremely chemical can totally affect your body. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, it's those things that we're kind of used to, like, you know, your cleaning products are supposed to smell like lemon, whatever, you know, like, um, those really strong scents. And once you do start shifting away from that, um, you go back and maybe, uh, are at someone else's home uh, where they are using those. And 
it's like overwhelming to you once you Absolutely. do move away it's like whoa that smells like oh, Absolutely. a bath of chemicals <laughs> yeah and you know Kat the bottom line is when you invest in something like that you're actually ending saving money in yeah. the long run like my my um garbage bin and my um compostable beans have reduced to the tiniest size and we were a family of five right in the tiniest because we learn and it's not easy I mean it took us if you think that when you make a change, it's going to take you two months, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. It's not. It's going to take you a little bit longer than that just because that's how it is. Yeah. But you feel good about it. At the end of the day, when you reconcile your day, if you do that practice and you go and say, okay, what did I do today? You have time to do it. Um, knowing that you at least try and make an effort is very rewarding. Yeah. So how did you get your family on board uh, with, you know, all of these shifts over the last, you know, few years and such? Well, I'll say when you are the mom, you just don't give them choices, right? Because <laughs> like, you're day. the one purchasing and, and doing a lot of that stuff, right? Absolutely. So, you know, I think it's, it's a matter of, for us, uh, unfortunately, we have to experience it personally. We have to see our daughter you know, having marks in her face and, and an age where she should be just feeling pretty. And she's still pretty even with those marks, right? But for her, definitely she was like, what's going on with me? And I think it scared us a little bit, not knowing. And after taking her to doctors and not knowing, they couldn't figure it out. We were like, what's happening? What's going to happen for reals? So that was a very close experience. So I think that having those conversations with your family about like, okay, we're going to try this. Mm-hmm. And, and and really, just like any other place, converse, open a dialogue about the things that you implemented in your house. My, my children were in the age where they could understand what's happening. Uh, you know, the little one just was so little that he, well, actually he didn't have a choice, but he thought it was funny and quirky. So it's a ways to incorporate. I think that for a family of any size, having a dialogue and explaining, uh, again, re-deprogramming, you know, what we thought and, and putting new information, I think that that's very useful. So that's how I started. I just start. I pick one item that was, for her, was a little more aggressive. I did have things in her room, like I immediately... I find detergent that was green where I can uh, wash her bed sheets. So for mm-hmm. her, I feel like we did have to do something a little more extra. But since I was washing the the bed sheets with the detergent, I started using it for us. And the only thing that in the beginning, like you like you say, people missed was the smell. But in literally in a month, you're not even thinking or remembering that smell. You don't need mm-hmm. it anymore. You know that it's clean. You saw it watch. So make those connections with your brain where you say, okay, put the water, I add the soap. Must be clean, right? So yeah. super simple. So that's how we start incorporating little by little. And then she investigated more items and bring more items to my attention. And holding each other accountable was very important as well. We support each other in the journey. Um, mm-hmm. And we felt like we were doing something good for her and she felt supported. So I think it's, it's a whole cycle. Yeah. And it's about seeing it up close and personal. And in your family, someone was having a severe allergic reaction um, to certain products. So that was a very visible thing. Maybe if if that's not happening in your family, you can find some way to um, create make it real you know maybe take your family to your local recycling facility you know show them like what's going on and where this stuff goes. Um, Absolutely. 
making it real and so And I think also leading by example, right? We always talk about that. And and that's what I always emphasize. And I can emphasize more. Pick one thing that you feel like you'll be good at it, that your kids can see, oh, my mom is doing this for me, or my partner is doing this for me, or my dad, or my aunt, or whoever that may be, my sister, or my brother. It's trying to be good for me. It's trying to make it better. People, humanity is good in the heart, right? Yeah. We wire to be good. So when you can see those efforts and take the minute to one minute to acknowledge, then it brings something out of you, more kindness, more humanity. And I feel like it's a lot of things that you can do in your home. Like, for instance, uh, ask yourself, do you really need to buy this thing? Ask yourself, mm-hmm. how much amount of, of food did you did you consume? Do you need to consume less, right? Can you... So little by little, it's, it's so many things that we can do and we are... To, to be able to um, support this new way of living, because this really is a new way of living, um, mm-hmm. that they will make it very easy and you can incorporate those things. For instance, shower, right? Remove the plastic bottles and just bring a bar soap and put it in, make sure that they, they feel that and, and all the senses are there. So that's very simple, right? Talk about um, uh, usage of, for instance, chemicals how much you clean right um again napkins even how you fold your clothes for god's sake it's just different right you, if you get that metal methodology and you show them and say okay this is a this is a, a, a cloth that is washed from this soap and this and this is a cloth that is washed for a green soap look the difference it's exactly the same um and so you know it is a lot of ways taking taking your family to see the reality in life like when you drive in the freeways and all the garbage on the side and you can tell stories about that in years before they were not like that you don't Mm. see a lot of you know garbage and plastic or or really it's a lot of uh, um uh, organizations they're not only like cleaning the ocean but you know that in a certain part in the world their streets are piles of plastic we don't get to see that here we're very lucky mm-hmm. but other people or their realities are different yeah I encourage them to thrift encourage them to go to have recycled clothing right encourage them to to value those items that may have been used or worn a little bit but if you can still bring them to life yeah absolutely yeah and, and in the united states i mean for decades we were just shipping our plastic overseas yeah you know, Absolutely. like it's, and just like, you know, uh, being conscious of the reality that this stuff is still around, even if it's not in your backyard. Absolutely. It's, it's somewhere. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And, and turning that into like a really empowered um, choice and something that your family and your kids maybe can be proud of, you know, and, and, and creating that story uh, yeah. with them. And also, I think, yeah, I think that, that we're proud. And also, we have to acknowledge that our neighbors are not the same. You also have to give room for the people to get there with you. It's mm-hmm. a journey. So invite them, show them the way you live, and and maybe they will learn something from you. Even the most minimal thing, just learn something from you. Be willing to um, not judge, right? That's very important. Uh, not everybody can think the same way that our families think. Now, not everybody can say, oh, my God, what are you not doing? It's so simple. No, you can't think like that. You have to invite them and show them that it's actually doable and it's something actual and invite them and guide them through it. So that is very important. I, 
I see a lot of uh, Indian minds, especially they are more trendy and they're sometimes like a little bit judgy, right? Yeah. And we shouldn't be like that. We should just, this is how I am. This is how I do it. And if you want to learn, come and see, right? Yeah. And hopefully they love it because they see you doing it with grace and you see it, you see them that is doable and, and you're okay. And, and hopefully we invite more people that way. Yeah. And that's a more, that I feel like that's how change is impacted. And I think in the sustainability movement for a long time, it was a bit more on the fear mongering side of like, the world is drowning in plastic and it's your fault and you have to do something about it. And I think now, hopefully we're shifting into more of a conversation that's more empowering and uplifting and like, no, this is better for me. This is better for the environment. It's making me happy and it's bettering my life and using that to attract people to the movement and be like, oh, I want to get into that because right. motivating, I don't think motivating people by fear works. You Absolutely. Know? I agree with you. And just look around all these new things are coming out about stating your place in the earth the way you are right mm-hmm. being uh accepting you know every, every being acceptance of things and trends and genders and colors and whatever that may be people are getting to that exact point that you just mentioned be who you are how you are and be accepted so we are not a trend people learn to understand well we are not a trend we are a change of a possibility we also not a hope because um we're not a, a religion or something like that or you know we we're yeah. not here to transform people we're just here to stand in our own and to say it's doable look we can do it we can be back to before plastic right which is how we put it before 1907 yeah absolutely so So let's get into that just a little bit so um it started out by um making um products for uh, your family for your daughter who was having um, allergies and then expanded into wanting to provide for um, communities of homeless teens um um, around the bay area and that then expanded the product line to you know more personal care products um to other brands and to um, home items as well. Um, so where is the business at now? Um, and what's next for you all? Well, I let me tell you, I, I learned to love the people that I meet every weekend. I learned to, by trade and my profession, I'm a relationship builder, right? That's what mm-hmm. we do in fundraising yeah. and build the relationships. So that's natural to me. But it's incredible and very humble for me to have the honor to meet individuals with different lives, um, experiences and traits. And it's very humbling to see that they come, that they want to do it. And, and I can tell you, I meet doctors, I meet politicians, I met whoever wants to come. Um, so I wish I can do this full time. I wish yeah. I can just dedicate my life 100% to do it. I don't mind going to the markets and, and the ragginess of it. It's really amazing. Uh, however, we do have responsibilities. Yeah. So where we are right now is uh, we are investing more in resource and development. Yeah. We want to be partners with students and uh, green clubs, sustainability schools, uh, to really walk the walk and talk the talk and also challenge other companies that may have more money than us, they may have more resources than us to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the problem a lot of times is make it accessible. 
-hmm. It looks really pretty, as you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Making it accessible, that's the challenge, right? Mm -hmm. um, we are competing with not only economics, socioeconomical backgrounds, uh, mindsets and uh, habits and we need to we have a responsibility to um, to make sure that everybody can afford it that's mm -hmm. for me the challenge so you're um, trying to you know uh, work on some more like partnerships to bring down the cost of some of these items absolutely okay. we can you know but I, I also understand that the majority of a lot of people who do what I do are feeding families so that's very selfish for me to say we should all lower the price of fine ways. I understand that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that when it's bigger companies that have the money and the technology to invest, invest. Invest yeah. in new generation because when you did something, when you create something that people now are having an allergic reaction and you were successful, imagine if you create something that is positive where you are helping everybody else you will double your margin, right? We just have to deprogram ourselves to that. So uh, we are hope to invest more in resource and development. We hope to be more vocal and have other um, little business join us in this journey. We have to be more present. I want to use obviously your platform to just say that we hope that farmers markets allow us to come. They don't allow us to come because not all of us make our products, right? So we, we make a lot of our products, but some of them we don't. So we can get into those areas where people can really, neighborhoods that can benefit, right? For instance, in the South Bay, Santa Clara or Willow Glen or those gardens, we just can't get in because mm -hmm. we're not that artisans. And that is pretty sad. We're trying to do something for the community. I think our model is perfect. We're trying to do something for the community. We need to be there. They're already coming and doing something good. Why are we not adding the extra value to continue yeah. that journey, right? Yeah. And, you know, um, someone's already coming to the market every week to get their local organic veggies. Why can't they come and refill, you know, their laundry detergent, their soaps, you know, Absolutely. all of that stuff? And their mindset is there already. They're already mm -hmm. getting organic stuff. So we already did the step number Twenty there. Let's finish that. Let's close that deal. And I have, I have to tell you how many applications and money I have spent and applying for and explaining and having, hopefully seeking the opportunity to me with the committee to explain and it's really not. And that's why we go to San Francisco because they allow us to come and we're very grateful for that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, your approach is going to where people are, as opposed to just like opening a shop on the weekend and making everyone come to you. Um, so you can, you can serve those communities. Yeah. And we don't really charge for um, delivery or anything like that. We are partnering with another small company business in the Bay Area that um, we bring the products to their hubs and it's kind of a, like a network. And so if mm -hmm. you go to a boba place, they may have that terminal there, the hub. We bring it, they bring it, the, the parents, the people pick it up and then they go home. So it's, it's just, we're finding ways to reduce the carbon footprint as well mm -hmm. and to, to be more accessible, which is the problem number one. You know, you buy a couple ounces of soap and you pay double for shipping. What's good is that? Yeah. Right? So mm -hmm. it's really a reverse thing yeah it's not about that it's about finding the ways together to 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 collaborate yeah collaborate with other businesses make it more accessible for everyone mm -hmm. 
Um, so, um, before we run out of time today, right. what do you think are like maybe the top five swaps that someone can make to go more low waste, more clean for like a, a busy family? Absolutely. Busy family, definitely the drying sheets, number one. Uh, super easy. Uh, the drying balls, not the sheets, the drying switch balls. Switch from easy. sheets to balls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, switch from any softener that you put in your dryer or any little sh uh, drying sheets to balls. Super easy. They last about two years and a half. You don't have to worry about it. The only thing you have to do is you have pets. Make sure they don't play with them because I wasn't just kill them, but it's still very good. Very easy to take care of. Dump it in, in the in the dryer machine at least four, and then that said, you reduce your electricity bill by twenty five percent, while you're being good for the planet. Compromise a good smell and softness yeah. for something natural that your family. Well, and you can even put essential oils on them if you do want to smell. Absolutely, you can yeah. do that. Absolutely, and there's ways to do it. Um, second, I think that we're very important bars, soap bars. Make sure that your soap bars are. Um, green they are not you know they're good quality and also you can use some fragrance your body actually when it's clean and you in what you eat you smell actually good you don't need perfumes so yeah so that would be another one uh definitely super simple uh bamboo utensils right use uh, straws that are reusable um you don't need to have plastic although now a lot of restaurants have like corn made plastic but um you can also just carry yours very easy to clean bamboo doesn't give you any like bacteria or anything like that so it's very easy it's very new renewable um plastic bags carry a little bag now they come in little packages like little bowls just carry your bag that will be very very easy mm -hmm. um uh, reusable plastic, uh, not plastic, but silicone bags for the refrigerator. That's those are good. Uh, shampoo bars. What can I tell mm. you? Definitely. Uh, toothpaste tablets is a challenge, but it's very good once you learn to use it. Mm -hmm. um, and just use vinegar. Actually, vinegar for cleaning that would be great. Vinegar and water. Do you need more? Yeah, and that's something that you can do yourself very cheaply. Absolutely, very you know? cheaply. Yeah, and yeah. As, now with the technology and the website, you can find all kinds of little um, ways to do it to clean. You know, for sure, you can yeah. even use you can even use vinegar to kill all the weeds and the grass without mm. having to kill the bees, which is a different conversation. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, such a good tip. Yeah. Everyone yeah. should definitely keep a, a good bottle of vinegar on hand. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because I, I like to. You know, if someone wants to make it really easy, you know, they can visit your shop um, online or mm -hmm. um, at the markets um, in San Francisco. Um, or, you know, if you don't want to, you know, go shopping somewhere, pick up a bottle of vinegar uh, when you're at the store next. You know, it's just lime. Get a lime and put some water and yeah. just do it. Wash it all off. It's very good. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Awesome. So where can people find you uh, and support your brand? And mm -hmm. I want everyone to remember that um, this is a brand for low waste essentials, home essentials, and you also give back to homeless teens in the Bay Area. That is how the brand started. And I think that's such an important thing to note and such an important way to do business. You know, business can do both. It can be a business um, providing... Uh, 
quality services and products, but it can also benefit the community in so many ways. Um, and I think that's what's great about your brand. So I want everyone to remember that. Um, and where can they find you? Well, they can find us online at before1907.com. They can also find us on Instagram and before1907. Um, and you can also DM us. Send us a DM on Instagram and say, I need these items. When are you going to be in my area? And we'll make sure it gets there to you within the same day, if not two days. You don't have to pay the shipping, right? If, if we go in delivery, make sure that you take a conscious decision and say, definitely, I go to the farmer's market, can is ask your farmer's markets manager if we if they have products like this and companies like that. It's a lot of us in the Bay Area. We could all get together and, and make a huge change. You know, we just this month we reduce the impact of bottles for about I will say six hundred bottles, just my little shop and wow. one day in the market, you know, just going one day in the market. And those are it may not the number be super big, 600, but if you multiply for the amount of years that stays in her, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. And that's just for like 40, 30 people that come consistently to, to refill, right, per se. So ask those questions, challenge your community about um, bringing people that can already include something that you don't have to go to the market and buy more plastic just is there already so challenge those areas um send us a dm for sure an email and we will answer within 24 hours we'll be there for you awesome you. amazing and i'll put those links uh in the show notes as well yeah so thank you so much to ray um this is not the last of our chats. I'm sure I'll see you soon. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait to see you. Congratulations Absolutely. with all the things you do. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank all you, right. everybody. Take care. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, be sure to reach out on Instagram. The link is in the show notes. And here's a quick reminder to subscribe to this podcast so you can be the first to know when new episodes drop. All you have to do is open your favorite listening app, search for Glow Eco with Cat, hit the little plus sign or follow button, and I'll see you back here next time.